Welcome to Food Freedom Radio, where we plant and nourish the seeds of change. I'm Laura Hedlund, a student of permaculture, a food patriot to the natural world, and a person who saw five monarchs in the last two days. Um, I've noticed more people are planting milkweed, there's more butterfly gardens, there's vegetable gardens, more diverse living lands, and less pesticide-dependent monoculture. Behind the glass is Hunter. Good morning. Have you seen any monarchs? I didn't, but on my way here, I biked here, and I saw... Either a little wolf cub or a coyote. Ooh. Yeah, because I was going down the, the nature trail, and I thought it was a person's dog, but then when I turned the corner, I'm like, oh, there's no person here. That was some sort of uh, animal. Oh, that is sweet. That's I mean, we've been seeing turkeys, and the little Asian bugs are uh, evasive. They're all over the place, but we've actually yeah. been feeding them to the toads in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, I mean, I, I have some, um, I, we have a, a billboard here that uh, we have this little thing with Ed Schultz's name. So I really want to dedicate yeah. this show to Ed Schultz. I mean, he was a really important part of AM 950. Mm-hmm. And before the show, we were talking about, um, that's kind of how you found AM 950. Yeah, I remember the first time I tuned in. I listened for a few hours, but it came on to Ed Schultz's show, and I remember going, this guy is exactly who we need on the air. Like, he just had the voice, the strength, and uh, the things he talked about was I never heard on the radio before, though. So he was always, he was such a, a pioneer for this format, and I think he perfectly embodied what AM 950 is all about. And he credited his wife. I mean, you know, there's all these other stories, but Wendy was his rock. And Wendy was the person, she was a nurse and she worked with vets, and she was the person that really um, helped Ed come to the light in terms of progressive politics, you know. Yeah. But but it was it was really wonderful to be able to work with him. And at 64, it's, it's really sad to see him um, pass. Um, and so our, 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 our thoughts are with everyone. Um, and, and we really appreciate Ed Schultz's contribution to AM950. So today we're going to be talking about the 2018 Co-op Farm Tour, which is Saturday, July 14th. More than 30 farms are participating in this tour, so it's your chance to see the farm, smell growing spaces, hear the specific soundscapes, feel the soil, and perhaps most importantly, taste real local food. Um, Later in the program, we're going to be connecting the conversation to climate change, emerging trade war, and the importance of ownership. We are live, and we welcome your calls. The call-in number is 952-946-6205. That's 952-946-6205. Joining us by phone is Abby, Abby Rogocheski from Seward Co-op. Good morning, and welcome to the show, Abby. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for getting up early, especially it's kind of right after the July 4th um, holiday weekend here. So <laughs> tell us, what is the uh, Co-op Farm Tour? Well, the Co-op Farm Tour, I just think it's such a unique opportunity to really get to explore the farms in our region here. Many of those farms actually um, sell their food at the local co-ops. Some are, are smaller farms that, that aren't able, able to sell at the co-ops, but it's just a way for us to be able to connect um, to the people who are bringing us our fresh food to the table, and and it's just a way to to have a fun day, too, on, on this beautiful, these beautiful July days and get to meet farmers, get to, like you said, get to taste the food um, and just feel connected to the food that, that we eat. Yeah, so it's about real people behind the real food. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I've been on the uh, the uh, farm tour uh, several times, and w- one of the things I remember, it's always nice to get out in green space, but I remember one farmer was growing dandelions on purpose. <laughs> yeah. So you never know exactly where you're going to see. Now, you and I are going to go through this. Uh, the, there's 30 farms participating. There's plenty of ways to make a day of it, and that's we'll mm-hmm. be talking a lot about. But there's also some things going on in our urban area. So we're going to be talking right now. Caitlin Barnhart uh, with Spark Y is going to be joining us because they're a part of this tour. So hi, Caitlin. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. So tell us a little bit about Spark Y. Yeah, Spark Y is a nonprofit organization. So our mission is to empower youth through hands-on education rooted in sustainability and entrepreneurship. And we've kind of got three main ways that we do that in our organization. We work with 15 schools across the Twin Cities, serving about 1,300 youth annually. And we like to go into these schools and build sustainable systems with them. So that might look like aquaponics. It might be a vermicompost system. 
Um, but our real intention is to get students involved in STEM education in this real hands-on way. We also do a summer internship. So we work with about 30 high school and college youth and partner with um, community businesses and, and partners throughout the Twin Cities to carry out a sustainable project. So for example, we did build the um, Timber Frame Picnic Shelter in collaboration with a bunch of other groups uh, for our 2016 summer internship. That's in Northeast, uh, in Northeast Minneapolis. And then we have our Urban Ag Lab. So that's what you guys will be visiting on Saturday. We're really excited for the co-op farm tour. And our Urban Ag Lab is where we can actually participate in aquaponics and vermicomposting and mushroom cultivation. It's kind of our dem demonstration and learning lab. But we also work, um, we, we, we do supply microgreens and fish to local restaurants and co-ops. Um, so we use it as a youth job pathway for students in our programs. And then it's kind of a destination for the community. So we open it up for agritourism, and we're really excited to have you guys all out on Saturday. It's going to be a really fun time. Yeah, so it's Saturday, July 14th from 10 to yep. 4, next Saturday. So what will people see, and where is it located? Yeah, we're located in South Minneapolis, so we're right on 4432 Chicago Avenue. And at Sparkwise, so we've actually got five independent aquaponics systems on site. So, there's so if somebody doesn't know what aquaponics is, what, what is that? Yeah, good question. So aquaponics is a regenerative agriculture system. So Ooh, we have, I love that word, regenerative. <laughs> right, yeah. We're always trying to, you know, create circular systems that we can put into place. So we raise uh, fish and plants. And actually, you feed the fish, and the fish provide nutrients for the plants. And then the plants, in turn, will clean the water for the fish. And it's all kind of a circular system uh, where we can provide, you know, a protein source uh, the fish, and then we can also provide a, a produce source. We're usually uh, grow lettuce and microgreens. So, Caitlin, can you hang on for a while? Because we're gonna we're gonna continue the tour. We're gonna next talk to Ferndale uh, Market, John Peterson. But I'd love to get back to you in a little bit. So hopefully, you can hang with us as with you, Abby. Um, so right now, we want to welcome to the show John Peterson with Ferndale. Hi, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you. Appreciate the chance to be on, Laura. Uh, yeah, love love you guys. Um, okay, so why are you participating in the farm co-op tour? That's a great question. We we have been participants in the co-op farm tour for a number of years, and uh, I, I think, of course, it's a great way for us to, to connect with our customers and see the co-op shoppers that support us. But I also think it's, you know, really the essence of, of what we're trying to do in agriculture of sort of pulling back the curtain and really showcasing the practices that, that we're using to make our, our farm so unique. So you're actually having a hay, hay ride turkey tours. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. That's, that's our best way of showing our whole farm is to load people on a hay wagon um, and they get to see the land and get to see the turkeys, um, learn about our, our practices, uh, see our, our birds running around outdoors, um, and literally experience uh, what it's like on a free-range turkey farm. That is awesome. And now, tell us a little bit more about your location and how people find you and what they will see there. Great question. Yes, so our farm is in Cannon Falls, and uh, the tour is full of um, a, a great mix of diverse farms all over the region, but I know there are a number right in our area for folks that are trying to map out a day. Um, so we're just about 40 minutes south of the Twin Cities Metro, and uh, you mentioned the hayride, Laura, that, that's sort of the centerpiece of the day. Um, but we'll also have lots of samples of our turkey products, some of which may be familiar to co-op shoppers um, and some that, that are new things that we're trying. Um, and then we've got a lot of activities for the kids. Um, I'm a parent myself, so I know how important it is to keep the kiddos entertained. Um, so we'll have a lot of fun uh, games and activities for, for kids and families as well. So tell us about some of your new products. We actually are just launching, and uh, this will be one of the first chances for customers to try it, and it'll be in the co-op soon. We're launching a, a new turkey burger um, created in partnership with Birchwood Cafe. Oh, wonderful. And uh, I'm sure many of your listeners are, are familiar with Birchwood Cafe, um, certainly a, you know, a real leader in local sustainable sourcing. And they've been a partner of ours for a number of years, um, sourcing our turkey for their turkey burger, and uh, we're, now, um, we're now crafting this burger together using their recipe, all of their sourcing guidelines, so all of the, all of the vegetables and herbs used um, are certified organic, um, and it is a great product. And uh, now folks will be able to have a, a Birchwood turkey burger made with Ferndale turkey um, right at their own home. That's awesome. One thing I really appreciate is the Ferndale ground turkey. I mean, it's a relatively affordable thing that people can use instead of the industrial meat products and spaghetti sauces or any type of goulash they might make. 
um, and that's available widely in the Twin Cities. Absolutely, yeah. I'm sure that you would be able to find our ground turkey in all of the Twin Cities food co-ops, um, and that is, without a doubt, one of our most popular year-round items. Uh, of, course, of course, we have a seasonal ebb and flow with things like whole turkeys at the holidays and things like that, um, but the ground turkey is absolutely a, a great year-round staple. So, John, I um, there's this fact that between 1945 and 1988, there were 2 million fewer owners of U.S. agriculture. Now, your family is a survivor. How do you—tell us a little bit about your personal experience. Did you guys see a lot of farms stop being farms in your era, in your time? And, and what does that mean for us today? Yeah, that that is a great question, Laura, and I, I appreciate you asking it. Um, Certainly, I think for our family, there's more pride um, in remaining an independent family farm than, um, you know, even than in the other things that, that we're doing that make us so distinctive, the, you know, the free-range practices, the, the raised without antibiotics, because, you know, ultimately the, the independence is what allows us to do those other things. It's really what undergirds um, everything else that, that we're doing. And, you know, this, this tour is actually a good reinforcement for us um, of why we are able to remain independent, that um, customers see the difference in how we grow our turkeys um, and want to be able to source directly from a farmer that they know and they trust. Um, and so this is... Ah, uh, know and that. trust. Wouldn't it be nice to have a food system that we knew and trust? And maybe it would all regenerate up. <laughs> so uh, you're listening to Food Freedom Radio on AM 950. We're talking about the 2018 Co-op Farm Tour, which is July 14th, 10 to 4. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back... We are live with your calls. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces is having its annual store-wide sale. For the entire month of July, all of our indoor and outdoor fireplace products and accessories are at their lowest price of the year. At Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, we display, explain, and install the Twin Cities' most diverse selection of indoor and outdoor stoves and fireplaces, including metal and masonry pizza ovens. I love my wood stove. We enjoy the sense of well-being we get by cutting and splitting wood to warm our home. Wood is our choice, but you may have other choices at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. Whether transforming an existing fireplace or adding something new, a clean burning wood, gas, or electric fire can have you sitting pretty and cozy by the fire. Visit Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces today and find the right fire for you. Come see us. We have over 35 working displays in our store, which is just off I-94 at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, since 1977, out of the ordinary products and services to make fire work for you. Get your vehicle's summertime service done at Rudy Luther Toyota. The last thing you need is a breakdown while on a road trip or heading to the lake. Regardless of where you've purchased your vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota is your number one destination for auto service and repair. Routine maintenance or a larger repair, easily schedule your appointment on their website, RudyLutherToyota.com. I trust them. They're fast, courteous, and they do the job right. Get your vehicle summer ready at Rudy Luther Toyota, five miles west of downtown Minneapolis on 394. This is Chad, owner of AM950, here to tell you about Snap Construction. They're experts in roofing, siding, window, and insurance restoration. They have energy-efficient products available for both residential and commercial properties. This spring, when we needed a company to take a look at a problem with our roof, I called the company I knew I could trust, Snap Construction. I've known Ryan, the owner at Snap Construction, for years, so I knew I could trust him. Don't just take my word for it. Check out their reviews online. They are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior contractor online in the metro area. Over the years, Ryan has always said the same thing to me about his work. If we build it, shouldn't we be held accountable for the work indefinitely? He backed that statement up years ago when Snap Construction was a pioneer in offering a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee on all their work. For a free estimate or general questions, call the locally owned company AM950 Trusts, Snap Construction at 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP, or find them online at snapconstruction.com. They have financing options available. Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coop. 
Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio, where we plant the seeds of change. I'm Laura Hedlund, and joining us by phone is Abby Rokacheski uh, from um, Seward Co-op. And we just got off the phone with John Peterson from Ferndale, Turkey. So welcome back to the show, Abby. Um, what did you think of the things that John said about the importance of ownership? Oh, my goodness. I, I was just thinking when he said that about the farm tour, that that really highlights the difference in each of these farms. And I couldn't agree more, especially thinking about the reasons that co-ops exist as well. I mean, co-ops exist to serve their ownership base, their community, and it really is a different model. And these are exactly the types of farms that co-ops seek out and want want to support in order to create a food system that's really serving our local community. So it's just really great to hear that synergy with the farms that co-ops get to work with every day. And that ownership, I mean, um, I was trying to look for strong statistics about who owns America's farmland. And I found this one from the U.S. Department of Commerce and Economics. It said that half of all farmland, about half of farmers own the land and about half rents their land. But this statistics from 1993, I try to look for some newer Mm -hmm. statistics, and I found a lot of fake news out there. But there is a huge problem in our industrial system with almost – with a lack of ownership. Do you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it seems like that – I would love to hear the perspective of other farmers if they'll be on this show, but it seems to me that that access – the land, especially for some of these new farmers who are who are, have the passion and are interested in farming, but actually having the access to land to be able to farm is one of the biggest issues that we're facing right now. There's there's really a, a huge problem with corporate control over over our land. Corporate control over our land and corporate control over our food and. <laughs> So, Absolutely. corporate control or freedom? <laughs> Which would <Yeah>. you like? <laughs> Take your pick. So, let's do a tour of, let's, let's talk about the uh, specifics. We're going to get back to Caitlin um, with the urban areas, but let's talk about, give us an overview of all the things happening on July 14th. Yeah. So, so really, the co-op farm tour is a self-guided tour, and it's organized into different regions because we know you're not going to be able to visit every single farm. That would take hours and hours, um, and, and the event goes from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., Saturday, July 14th. And so online, you can check it out, coopfarmtour.com, so that's C-O-O-P, farmtour.com, and you can check out some different itineraries, and it's 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 separated by urban and like you said we'll we'll come back to that with Spark Y and some of the other urban farms there's a northwest tour um kind of in the just just north of like Monticello and Elk River that area a northeast tour kind of in the Taylor's Fall, Falls Amory Wisconsin area um there's a, a east tour kind of in the River Falls and even further east um Parts of parts of the state, and a southern tour, which is kind of in the Northfield Cannon Falls area. And we were just speaking with with Ferndale, um, who would be in in that region. And and finally, that western western tour, um, kind of in the Montrose area. So right. you can kind of take your pick and love to talk about what's happening in each of those areas. But you yeah. can, can so let's, let's pick right a, now right now we right. can talk about what's happening in the west because um, uh, in the west you can make a day of it. You can start 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 at Lake Winds in Minnetonka, go to River Bend, then take uh, the uh, farm uh, stop three at the farm, and then a Twin City Farm West, and then end up with some honey tasting. <laughs> so, but join now us that's... right. Doesn't that sound fun? That's great to get out there. So um, now joining us by phone is Greg Reynolds. Um, and Greg, you are with uh, you're from uh, River Bend Fra- River Bend Farm in Delano. Welcome. Yep. Thanks. Nice to be on. Yeah. Um, we've been talking. So tell us what will people see if they when they go to your farm. Um. Well, we're you know we're a small vegetable farm, and um, the thing that I'm going to focus on this year is we're actually part of a, a kale trial, a variety trial, um, to come up with with um, new kale varieties that can replace the typical hybrids, the 
red boar, winter boar, uh, the red and green kale that you'd find in the in most co-ops and most grocery stores. Um, there have been problems with seed production in Europe uh, for the kales, and we're looking for something that's uh, locally can be locally produced. And then there's all the you know all the regular tomatoes and peppers and stuff like that that we're doing. Right. Um- and I want to, I, I don't remember the exact name of the book, but you, you sent me about what's making our kids sick and what we can do about that. Do you want to talk about that book and put that put this in perspective of the larger food system and how it's working for people and for the planet? Yeah, what that is, um, I think it's what, What's Making Our Children Sick um, by Peril and, I forget the second author's name, but um, what they are is they're a... a, a an integrative medicine doctor and um, a biologist, and they they really look at the um, the health of the human gut as it affects um, you know well the overall health uh, behavior um, all kinds of things. It's a whole um, series of um, cases that they that they've worked on, um, and by changing. Uh, to, you know, people to an organic diet, um, getting away from processed foods, uh, cutting down on uh, simple sugars, uh, things like that. Sometimes gluten is an issue. Uh, but what the, you know, kind of the part of the takeaway was that in conventional food and even foods that aren't genetically engineered, there's still uh, traces of glyphosate or Roundup or whatever chemicals they're using. Because, like, say, um, you know, Cheerios, it's an, it's an oat cereal, um, but it has a real high residue of, of Roundup because they use the, the chemical to dry the grain before they harvest it. And since it's applied just before they harvest it, the residues are incredibly high. And uh, uh, the way that Roundup works is that it, it, it uh, messes up a metabolic pathway in plants um, so they can't absorb nutrients. And those same metabolic pathways don't exist in humans, but they do exist in our gut bacteria, and which you know work to make the food we eat available to us. Um, and so they're so it's um, kind of a. So you've been farming for a long time, and the soil is alive and very. It's as is as, as, as complicated as any one person, isn't it? It's a very complex system. The soil and how we grow yeah. things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the soil is incredibly complex. I think, um, you know, in a typical teaspoon of dirt, there's more living organisms than there are people on on the planet. And that's why making this connection between living food and how I eat in a regenerative way is very important for our individual health and our community health. Yes, absolutely. Cool. And so, Greg, where again is your farm located? We're about three and a half miles west of Delano, just off Highway 12. Great, and so you're participating in the Farm Co-op Tour, and if people wanted the directions for that, um, is there anything else you'd like to say? Sweet. Um, hmm. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm looking at the brochure, you know, there's a, another co-op um, west of the city. It's says Harvest Moon in Long Lake, and you can ah, stop there for breakfast as well. Harvest Moon in Long Lake. Check it out. Yep. So you're listening yep. to Food Freedom Radio. Thank you so much, Greg. Yep, bye. Bye. Tap, taste, and treasure at Vinaigrette, where we have some warm seasonal recipes all ready to create dynamite meals. Our fig balsamic vinegar pairs perfectly with roasted Brussels sprouts or baked brie. And sweet potatoes are always a winner, but never more than when they're roasted with a drizzle of vinaigrette cinnamon or orange-fused extra virgin olive oil on top. Come in today for more custom-crafted food and cocktail recipes at Vinaigrette, 50th and Xerxes in Minneapolis and 287 Water Street in downtown Excelsior. Online at vinaigrettemn.com. Visit the wine bar at Cafe Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine. The perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Cafe Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts. 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. 
I'm Steve Conklin. And I'm Jake Duroff. We're the hosts of the Mortgage Talk Show, Sundays at 1230. Every week, we bring you insights on home financing, discussing rates, programs, local and national news. Whether you're buying your first home or your hundredth home, we have tips and inside information to save you money and feel like a mortgage master. Check us out for more information and email us any questions at mortgagetalkshow.com. Tune in to the Mortgage Talk Show every Sunday at 1230 on AM 950. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Shambot from Shambot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, get-you-out-of-pain-now dental office. We always offer a free exam and x-rays for new patients because we believe you shouldn't have to pay to find out what's wrong with your teeth. Call today. We're open early and late and Saturdays to fit your schedule. As my daughter Rachel says, If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH or visit fixmyteeth.us. AM 950 listeners, we have a home cleaning company with an offer just for you. They're Blue Sky Services. Blue Sky Services will wash your windows, siding, gutters, clean those black streaks off your roof, and much more. Window washing starts at $100. Siding cleaning starts at $199. Call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484 to ask for the AM 950 special. If you hear this, you have an exclusive house cleaning offer for AM 950 listeners. Call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484. That's 651-447-4484. The only thing better than being outdoors soaking up that summer sunshine is coming into a nice, cool, air-conditioned house afterwards. So if you're looking at updating or buying a new AC, Standard Heating and Air Conditioning has some great systems at $700 off during July. There's even easy financing options available on approved credit. It's no sweat. Really, no sweat. Call today and ask how you can save $700 on your new air conditioner. Learn more at standardheatingdeals.com. Some restrictions apply. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Hunter Haas. Today, sunny with a high near 83. Tonight, clear with a low around 67. And Sunday, sunny with a high near 89. EatLocalMinnesota.com is your way to find unique local restaurants offering one-of-a-kind food and atmosphere. Your choice is setting from casual to trendy. Great spots for date nights, evenings with friends, or business occasions. Make sure the money you spend stays local. Find out more at EatLocalMinnesota.com. Radio, where we plant the seeds of change. I'm Laura Hedlund, and um, with us by phone is Abby Rogacheski with Seward from Seward Co-op, and our thanks to John Peterson from Ferndale Market for calling in, and Greg Reynolds from Riverbend Farm for calling in and telling us a little bit about the uh, 2018 Co-op Farm Tour. So welcome back to the show, Abby. Thank you. So do you? So this idea of living soil is really, really important. Independent farms owned by the farmers and the living soil feeding living healthy food. That's the co-ops. I I think you've nailed it. Yeah. When 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 family farms when farmers have control and ownership over their own land. These farmers that the co-ops get to work with are the ones who are really stewarding the land for future generations and really caring for the soil. I've heard farmers describe farming is, is not as much about growing the actual food, but actually caring for the soil. And so I think you're really, really right to, to frame it in that way. Right. And and the importance of, again, I'm going to go back to that ownership because um, I went to this great um, uh, Renewance, uh, the the um, Regeneration Midwest Alliance meeting, and mm. so for farmers, there's regeneration can really solve our climate crisis. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I would love to hear you talk more about about regeneration, what that means, and 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 what you learned from that from the meeting too. I'd love to hear more about that. Um, well, okay. Well, here's uh, this is um, a, a, a flyer from, uh, and the initials are N O F A. I think it's Northwest Organic Farming Association in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. We have taken too much carbon from the soil, burned it, and sent it into the atmosphere as carbon dioxide. Even if we could stop burning fossil fuels tomorrow, the greenhouse gases already released will continue to raise global temperatures for many years. We really have no alternative but to restore carbon to the soil. This can be done through biology using a natural 
natural time-tested method. Farmers, gardeners, homeowners, landscapers, anyone who owns or manages land can follow these simple principles and do both. Restore carbon to the soil and help rebuild the marvelous system that nature has put in place. And, you know, I've seen this personally in my own backyard because we've been doing permaculture for so long. So we have an abundant yard and, um, you know, we can see all the bees. It's it's very abundant. Now, for people who want to learn more about capturing atmospheric carbon in the soil, there is a public workshop on regenerative agriculture on Wednesday, August 8th from 6 to 9. That's at First Universal Church at 3400 DuPont Avenue in Minneapolis. That's co-sponsored by Citizens Climate Lobby, Minnesota 350, Climate Solutions, Environmental Justice Team, Northwind Region, and First Universal Church. Um, So, I mean, but one of the things is it really takes investment in land, and if everyone's renting, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not going to get. You're going to get more extraction. So we really need to yeah. focus and help farmers stay on their land, help farmers own the land and own the means of production, which is what the co-op movement is all about. Absolutely. Yeah, that's. I mean, a lot of people ask me what you know what does what makes a co-op different because sometimes the experience. In the, it seems like maybe, oh, it's just a normal grocery store, maybe just fresher foods or local products. But it really, the core of it is about ownership, even at the co-op level. That's the big difference. We're not, co-ops are not owned by a small group of investors on Wall Street. We're actually owned by the community members right here in South Minneapolis, where we happen to be located or wherever the co-op is located. And, and that makes a huge difference. It's a, it's a democratic way to, to um, build a local food system when the f- people who shop at the grocery store actually own that grocery store and get to make the larger democratic decisions about, about what happens at that grocery store. Um, and in, in turn, we're able to support small local farmers and have direct relationships with those farmers um, who are who would uh, maybe otherwise not be able to to sell at some of the bigger corporate conventional stores, so we're all connected in that local food system as so, a result. Right, it's cooperative businesses provide goods and services in a way that keeps community resources in the community. So it's not extracting it out; it's keeping it in. So what Absolutely. is P six? P6, so that's that's one way that we kind of talk about that cooperative difference. So it stands for Principle 6 um, within our cooperative, the seven international cooperative principles, which is cooperation among cooperatives. And so the program that we have over at Seward Co-op and some of the other local co-ops really highlights products and farms and producers who are either cooperatively owned, local in our five-state region, or small and independently owned. So that's one way that we kind of talk about the difference in in producers that the co-op works with. I would say, too, that talking about cooperation among cooperatives, this farm tour is such a great example of that, too, because it really is, um, it was created by and sponsored by all of the local cooperatives, not just in the Twin Cities, but in the entire region. We have uh, 12 different food co-ops who come together every year to create this farm tour. So it's really such a beautiful um, example of cooperation among cooperatives. We could be considering each other competitors in the region, but instead we work together to really tell the story about the farmers who are growing our food and so this, this co-op farm tour on July 14th, I think, is a great example of that. Right, because people get to experience it. You get to touch it. You get to smell. You get to see the greenscapes. And I was reading mm-hmm. the, the new report out from Harvard uh, Medical School, actually, on the importance of being in nature to relieve depression and anxiety. And we, oh, have, wow. a, we have an epidemic of depression and anxiety right now. And just getting out in green space is, is, is a simple thing. And so it's, it, it feels really mm-hmm. wonderful to go out and, and walk on the ground of these farms and then know when I'm buying this food, where it came from, like my Ferndale turkey. I feel good about Ferndale turkey. I know yeah. it. And again, the, trying to move yeah. to our trust economy, especially in these times. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I happen to have in my in my uh, file I inherited, but from the April 12, 1929, I have the Articles of Incorporation for a small co-op um, in Ash, Ashland, Wisconsin that's half written and oh, finished. No Half in Finnish and half in English. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, oh, it, that's incredible. Really, what, did, what did you learn looking at it? Well, okay, so um, 
everyone gets one vote, whether you put in the maximum of $100 or, or, or $5, every vote, one person, one vote. And it mm-hmm. is about, um, it's about collaborating on our economic needs, not, you know, going to the one big store, but how do we meet our needs ourselves? And, um, mm-hmm. and it is about community, cooperation and community. And they mm-hmm. raised, they raised money. They got, uh, they raised $20,000. Uh, from oh, the association. Incredible. What year was that? 1929. The capital stock of this association shall be $20,000, which should be divided in 4,000 shares at a value of $5 each. So whether you put Amazing. in $5 or something, yeah, I'll give you a copy of it. So, and then, and I'd there, love to see And you know, that's so interesting because that hasn't changed. That's, that's the exact way that co-ops are run today. It's one, one owner, one vote, one person, one vote. It's not based on how much you invest. It's just based on each person gets an equal vote in the co-op. And, and that community, community basis that you talk about, um, it's so interesting to see that, that that's, that's the cooperative principles at work. They've, they've been consistent since those very early days. And, and back in the 1920s, we had just such a plethora of cooperatives in the Midwest as well. And a lot of them were, were, um, founded by particularly the Finnish immigrants, but always in response to, yeah, a cultural, social or economic need and often it was it was a response to either in in these cases maybe class oppression but also in the american south racial oppression mm-hmm. um, g- gender oppression so that's that's this one interesting thread that ties Ties, um, some I, I want to bring Caitlin back into this conversation, and I also want to kind of talk a little bit about what happened in the 70s. And I know Seward Co-op was founded in 72. I know a very close yeah. person that was help, helping to found a co-op. And what he said, it, it was never about just my health or our dollars. It was always about how do we do something for the whole system. It was, it was mm. truly... Um, Connective. So, Caitlin, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you back on right now is because there's this new energy emerging, and that's what Spark Why. I feel it in your voice. So, tell me about um, Spark Why again, and 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 how you feel that uh, you're creating a more just and sustainable food system. Yeah. So, Spark Why, we um, participate in a lot of urban farming techniques. So, we do aquaponics, uh, where we raise fish and plants together symbiotically. Uh, we also participate in vermicomposting. So that's another way that we can take, we like to say waste as a resource. So it's a way that we can almost take the waste from our aquaponic systems, create it into this product that we can put right back into our systems. And it's got kind of that, uh, you know, it's got the whole system, you know, in it. It's, it's the circular uh, regenerative kind of thing. Um, but also, yeah. it's also, there's a lot of passion at Spark Y. And what's behind that passion? What sits behind that passion? Yeah, so so we really, uh, we call it a paradigm shift. We're trying to kind of change the way that, that students learn and the way that sustainability is taught in our society. Um, so we're trying to uh, really get kids interested in STEM education and bring it, you know, back to this, like, local level of where does your food actually come from? And actually in... Um, in urban environments like Minneapolis here, a lot of kids really don't even quite understand where their food is coming from. So we, when we can show them that um, and kind of give them an example that's right in their classroom, that's that's an amazing thing. So we're, trying to, we're kind of trying to take on the education system, which, to be honest, hasn't changed a whole lot since the 1950s. Right. Well, you know, Caitlin, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to bring Jerry Ford in here cuz he's got another garlic event coming up and uh, and so um so I thank you for that and we'll talk more about the urban tour but Jerry, tell us a little bit about the garlic fest and the cooperation um that, that you're seeing um in terms of uh the Sustainable Farming Association. Welcome, Jerry. I guess Jerry's not able, something happened with Jerry. <laughs> but um, so there's also, if you cannot go on July 14th, there is a garlic fest um, going on on August 8th. So there's plenty of opportunities to get out there in green space, connect with the farms. And let's bring Abby back and talk about the other things going on in the urban area um, on July 14th. Yeah, I think this little 
this group of farms in our urban area is such a great opportunity if you don't have a car, if you don't feel like traveling out into the, the countryside. We heard from Spark Y Youth Action Labs, and I, for one, am really excited to visit their site. They're so close to our Seward Co-op Friendship Store, and I've never been there before, so I'm really excited. Thank you, Caitlin, for, for sharing the info, and I'm super excited to visit them. We've also got the Bees Knees, which is a pedal-powered beekeeping social enterprise and a lot of the co-ops sell their honey, but they're really an innovative model for beekeeping and and honey. Um, they're in the Seward neighborhood, as, along with Growing Lots, which is a one-acre, they call it a wonder farm, um, also located in, in the Seward neighborhood. So those two would be a great pair if you just want to walk from one to the other as well. Um, you can visit Mississippi Mushrooms down on Washington Avenue, which is a urban um indoor culinary mushroom farm that's right on the Mississippi River. Um, and then also part of the urban group is uh, J.D. Rivers Children's Garden, which is kind of down by Theodore Worth Park. And all of these... And you can plan on um, stopping by Seward Co-op at Creamery for a nice lunch. That's right. <laughs> yeah, if you're especially if you're in the Seward neighborhood, stop yeah. by for lunch. We have so the Co-op Creamery Cafe. We need to take a break. You're listening to Food Freedom Radio on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coo. Kevin Ross here, inviting you to our brand new store called Ambibulous. What does Ambibulous mean? It means one who enjoys alcoholic beverages of all sorts. Ambibulous is a Minnesota maker's market. Unlike traditional liquor stores, we feature only craft beer, wine, and spirits made here in Minnesota. We are ready to guide your selections, where you can build your own four or six packs. Find us at 949 Hennepin Avenue East in Northeast Minneapolis or online at ambibulousmn.com. Unbeatable prices? Warner Stallion guarantees it on hundreds of top-rated appliances, including laundry pairs starting at $3.99 each, free installation on select Bosch and KitchenAid dishwashers, hundreds saved on French door refrigerators. We have discounts on air conditioners, and we install. You'll save even more in-store on top brands. We guarantee unbeatable prices. Warner Stallion offers qualified buyers 18 months zero-interest financing for a limited time, and only from Minnesota's original appliance specialist, Warner Stallion. The fine folks at Common Good Books will help you find the perfect book for you or the book lover in your life. Find a huge selection from a locally owned and independent bookseller in the Twin Cities. They are always bringing in top authors from around the globe for special in-store events. Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Sundays, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Find Common Good Books at 38 South Snelling Avenue in St. Paul or shop online at commongoodbooks.com. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, this is Paul Metza inviting you to listen to a great new episode on the Wall of Power Radio Hour this weekend. We have author Pat Thomas on the phone from Los Angeles. He tells us all about his book, Did It? Jerry Rubin, an American Revolutionary. Talks about how Jerry got involved with American protest and his interactions with people like Allen Ginsberg, Norman Mailer, Bob Dylan, John Lennon, and more. This Saturday at 6 p.m., Sunday at 4 p.m. on AM 950. Tap, taste, and treasure at Vinaigrette, where we have some warm seasonal recipes all ready to create dynamite meals. Our fig balsamic vinegar pairs perfectly with roasted Brussels sprouts or baked brie. And sweet potatoes are always a winner, but never more than when they're roasted with a drizzle of vinaigrette cinnamon or orange-fused extra virgin olive oil on top. Come in today for more custom-crafted food and cocktail recipes at Vinaigrette, 50th and Xerxes in Minneapolis, and 287 Water Street in downtown Excelsior. Online at vinaigrettemn.com. Slow down, you move too fast You got to make the morning last Just kicking down the cobblestones Looking for fun and feeling groovy 
welcome back to Food Freedom Radio, where we plant the seeds of change and we feel groovy in green spaces. <laughs> um, and we've been talking about the uh, co-op farm tour, which is on July 14th. And also joining us by phone right now is Jerry, Jerry Ford. Um, you have another event coming up. See if you're connected. Well, we have lots of we have lots of events coming up through Sustainable Farming Association. I'm actually on my way out to almost South Dakota, Big Stone County, for a garlic field day uh, at one of our uh, garlic festival uh, growers. Right, and we were hearing uh, from we, have a whole... we were hearing earlier from Greg from uh, Riverbend Farms about trying to find better ways of doing kale, and so you guys have been really trying to figure out better ways of doing garlic. Well, we're we're working on uh, the production methods, yes, uh, as and we're working on bringing more people into growing premium garlic in Minnesota, and uh, we're working on the market end of that as well through the Minnesota Premium Garlic Project. Ooh, and there, yeah. So, uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, about that. Well, it's uh, funded through a specialty crops grant through the Department of Agriculture, and they. Uh, they agreed with us that garlic is a great way for growers who are already uh, or already in farming or wanting to get into farming. Uh, it is a great addition to a farm uh, in this part of the country. We grow really great garlic up here. Uh, it's it's mostly handcrafted, gourmet, premium garlic product, not like. Uh, the stuff you're seeing in most of the grocery stores. Uh, so it, it, And it gets premium price, so it's a good thing for farmers to add to their repertoire uh, and uh, help to increase the bottom line. So, great. I can, uh, next week, uh, Jerry, we're going to have the A Commissioner, David Fredrickson, on, uh, as well as the General Counsel from, uh, from Canada, Paul Connor, um, on talking about the whole trade issues and how we do regenerative agriculture in the state of Minnesota and Canada, especially in wake of all the threatening trade wars. So, uh, the other event that you've got coming up is the uh, Garlic Fest. So, tell our people a little bit about that. Well, the Garlic Fest is coming up on its uh, 13th year. Ooh. Nobody's more surprised than we are. <laughs> uh, and it's, uh, uh, the, we, we like to say that we promise that you'll have a great time. Uh, you'll learn all about, uh, we like to say we trick people into learning about sustainability. It's like they come for the great food and the good times and realize, oh, well, this is a, a, a zero-waste event and uh, most of this food is local and uh, all of these different things. Uh, that help people to learn about sustainability. Well, Jerry Ford, in, yeah, Jerry Ford from the uh, uh, Sustainable Farming Association. I'm going to let you go. I, I I hear you're on your road, but I, I really appreciate you joining us, and we look forward to the Garlic great. Fest in in August. August. That's 8th. right, August 11th. August 11th. 11th. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so Thanks. much, Jerry. Um, on August 8th is the Capturing Carbon in the Soil um, workshop. Um, that's from 6 to 9. So back to you, um, Abby. Um, tell us a little bit more about the um, co-op farm tour on July 14th. Yeah, well, we're just looking forward to it. From Again, it's from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., a self-guided farm tour in different regions of the U.S. You know, I was just looking at the Northwest region, which is kind of out in the Foley, Clearwater, Malacca area. I'm getting so excited. They have one of the farms on the tours, the Mighty Axe Hop Farm, Ooh. which perked my interest. Well, and that's, and a, Eric is a young farmer, yes. Yeah, so I was just kind of reading about that one too, and, and Fair State Brewing, which is actually another co-op. They're the, they're the only um, brewing co-op here in the Twin Cities. They're going to be out at Mighty Axe Hop Farm um, selling beer made with Mighty Axe Hops. So that seems like a really fun fun stop. Just make sure you have a designated driver, of course. Right, and if you do um, the Northwest, then you can go to Pluck Flower Farm, and they're having yoga? <laughs> yeah, I know. I noticed two of the farms are having yoga um, on the hours. I, I heard a rumor that one of the other farms doing yoga, I can't I think it's Gray's Farm in the Southern Tour, mm -hmm. is doing goat yoga. Have you heard of this <laughs> new trend? <laughs> no, I have not heard of goat yoga. <laughs> I don't know for sure if that's what they're doing, but I do see that they have goats on their farm. But 
but I I came upon this once. I saw all these people on a farm with their yoga mats, <laughs> and they the farmers released all these baby goats into the pen while people were doing yoga, and so they were the the goats were like bouncing around on people as they were stretching, and everyone was laughing. It just looked like a ridiculous and hilarious time. <laughs> and down, down in Northfield, there's kids berry picking. I, I've got tons of berries. I love berry picking. Kids and berry picking sounds wonderful. Yeah, and Shepherd how fun. Farm. Yeah, they're doing um, berry picking contests every hour starting at 10.30 a.m. That one's in Northfield, Minnesota. And a couple different, and then Ferndale was on earlier, and they're doing turkey hay rides in case someone's joining us late. So, for all the details, where do people go? Yeah, you can just visit. There's a, a website, coopfarmtour.com. So that's C O O P farmtour, all one word, dot com. And you can look at all the farms participating. You can see all of your area co ops who are behind the farm tour and, and plan your itinerary for July 14th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Awesome. Um, and then I'm going to ask you, what is your idea of food freedom? Oh, that's a great question. I can let you think on that. Why? And then I'm going to bring Caitlin in here, too, because we only have about two minutes left in the show. But I wanted to see if she had any other things to mention um, before we leave the program for the day. Caitlin? Oh, great. Is Caitlin available still? Oh, I guess not. All right. So, Abby, have you oh. figured out what, what do you think uh, food freedom means to you? Yeah. Food freedom, I I want to say it has everything to do with choice. And in order to have the choice, to be able to make the choices that are best for our bodies, for our families, for our communities, we have to have local ownership and local choice for how how we get to feed ourselves. So I, for me, it's all about choice. All about choice. Um, and I, I know it's, it's so that choice is actually looking deeper than the label. Um, as you know, uh, um, they're looking at the GMO label and they're actually looking at the idea of making it a happy face with B in it. <laughs> I saw as, that. As for bioengineering with a little happy face. This isn't GMOs, it's bioengineering. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I just I we were just writing a short article about that to on our co-op website to at Seward Co-op to to encourage folks to call their legislatures and and weigh in on on that issue as well. So again, the co-op you have uh, two stores and a restaurant. And the two stores um are one is in Franklin, one's in the Friendship Store. Yep, the Friendship Store is at 38th Street and 3rd Avenue. That's where I'm calling from right now. And then we, of course, have our Co-op Creamery Cafe, which is on Franklin Avenue and, and 26th Street and serving brunch right now for anyone who's Ooh, looking for Saturday brunch. <laughs> Saturday brunch. Okay, well, I thank you so much, Abby, for joining us. Uh, again, it's thank the um, Yeah, it's the 2018 Co-op Farm Tour. There's a guidebook available at the Co-op, um, 10 to 4 o'clock. It's 30 farms. You're not going to be able to get them all, so you pick your itinerary, uh, what you might want to do, uh, including uh, the urban area, um, Northwest, Mighty Axe Hops, yoga, maybe some yoga with goats. We don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then next week, um, I'm very excited to have uh, the General Counsel Paul Connors for Canada and Commissioner David Fredrickson talking, and they'll be talking about trade and what does that mean for the farmers now in Minnesota, and um, we'll also be talking about climate change and farming. So you've been listening to Food Freedom Radio on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. I'll